Bottom of Vista, episode 139. I am Ben, and I am here at the bottom of a deep, lightless pit. I'm not sure how I ended up in this pit, how long I've been here for, and where I'll ever leave, but I can tell you this much, it's real dark in here. Somewhere to my left, fumbling around in the distance, scrabbling for purchase on the cold rock, it's Lucy. Hello, Lucy. Hi. I'm not scared. Feeling no? good. Okay. It's nice down here. Yeah, it's kind of your ideal mm-hmm. place. It's temperature controlled. There's no light. Uh, you're allowed right, alone with your thoughts. Good. Yep. Take All right, we get it. We get it. I used to be emo, okay? <laughs> Don't need to keep hammering away at it. <laughs> used to be. That's interesting. Uh, on the other side of the pit, taking advantage of the acoustics in here by loudly singing Informer by Snow, it's Andrew. Hey, Andrew. I'm practicing mindfulness. <laughs> Uh, by singing Snow by Informer. And there is nobody down here to cancel me for doing my Jamaican patois. What uh, a song. When I sing that hey. song. Anyone got a guess about what that's about? It is a... a it's a banger. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, it's about uh, informing to the police and how um, you need to be shot by snow in the form of a licky boom boom now. That's licking a shot, a boom boom. He's shooting an informer. Is that what that song is? I thought yeah. you were talking about some obscure indie band that I Informa. was just going to pretend I knew what you were talking about. This is what gets us cancelled. It's Licky Boom Boom Down song. Okay, gotcha. The song popularly known as Licky Boom Boom Down. The learning experience. Has anybody seen the clip of Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks, a.k.a. You've made that one up. What's his rap name? Have have you ever seen Chet Hanks before, Ben? No, no, I only know the other of the Hanks boys. Uh, the the one is Colin Hanks. Colin, Colin? Mm. yeah, Co- Colin Hanks, who's in who's in uh, movies and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then there's Chet Hanks, his other son, who is a rapper. Oh no, I have seen that. And he also he also um, has. Have you seen his tattoos? He's got like incredible, and I don't mean in a good way. Uh, tattoos. He's got like the big. It's it's kind of it's kind of confusing trying to figure out exactly what's going on on the oh. tattoos. They look um, they look unfortunately like I gotta say to me some of the the least appealing kinds of tattoos, especially as I get older, are ones that look extremely planned. Mm. So the more it looks like you had your entire like chest piece and both half sleeves and everything 100% drawn out before you ever started getting tattoos. Just planning um, on getting a sleeve, bro. Yeah, it's it's just kind of I don't know, what like, is? you know, that's 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 fine if that's what you're what you're there for. Mm. But it also it it takes away a bit I think from what is one of the kind of nice things about uh tattoos, which is the spontaneity factor of um I'm going to get something dumb. Mm. On purpose, because I'm just living in the moment, not a cell phone in sight. I am looking uh, at his tattoos. They look like uh, what you would see on every gym bro in your local suburban gym. Can you try to describe what you're seeing here for the listener when we talk about Chet Hayes' tattoos? I've definitely seen a lot of shaded clouds. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a very large Illuminati triangle eye in the center mm-hmm. of his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is here? Some unreadable script, uh, a heart with the name Michaela, spelt an interesting way. I think mm-hmm. it says Ma- I am who I am. The the weird unintelligible script. Uh, above oh, the I eye. think you're right. Uh, it took me ages. I first started it as mindfulness, and I was like, oh. <laughs> this guy doesn't I even look like I, Tom Hanks. I am who I am, Chet Hayes. Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks. Um, and and also. Uh, there's an alpha and an omega symbol on each, cool. each kind of shoulder. That's oh, dope. Each peck. Definitely some Latin in there, some Latin text. Yeah, you know and what, then his, you know what you're seeing. His sleeves. It's 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 a classic kind of bro style mishmash of like there's sort of um, Roman and ancient Greek stuff, and then there's like some ancient Egyptian stuff and some Latin and some Roman Catholic kind of stuff. I like it when someone has just gone. I'm picking things 100% on the basis of uh, these look cool and make me think of the movie. Um, oh no, I've forgotten it. The really, the really dumb movie with the two brothers, Boondog Saints. Oh yeah, Boondog Saints. Boondog Saints. Boondog Saints. Take Boondog. that. Bird <laughs> Boondog. Bird Dog Saints. Um, so there is a great clip if you would care to look it up, folks, of Chet Hanks at like the Golden Globes or the Emmys or some shit. 
um, doing an extended riff in like Jamaican patois, and it is perplexing. Uh, this year's Golden Globes. Mm. So, oh, there's also a video of him talking about uh, how essentially cultural appropriation isn't real, and what did he say about white culture? Do you remember this? Oh well, it was like, what if what if a black person tried to appropriate white culture by calling everyone <laughs> um, bro and going snowboarding, snowboarding and in wearing Colorado? Oakley sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine to make fun of this guy. Is my point. The uh, oh, the goodness. Latin on his shoulder. Would you name your son Chet? Mm. He's got fortune favors the bolt. Uh, yes. he, uh, he, which is the cheesiest shit. Uh. Chet Hayes tells anyone who is bitching about appropriation to quote. Appropriate these nuts. <laughs> Damn. Did he actually uh, say that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, he did. Congratulations to Tom Hanks. Um, and yeah, so that's, you know, that's just part well of done, the, the proud, rich heritage of music that I'm singing down in this pit. It's beautiful stuff. And I'm happy to be here, frankly. Um, I could have used the, the torch on my phone to kind of look around, see if there was any kind of exit. But I used my last 1% of battery to twit um, my doo-doo ass be shitting and farting. And now it's flat. I wonder how many likes you got in that bad boy. Can't see. Phone's dead. Uh, that's a shame. I bet it did well. I bet that did numbers. Oh. <sighs> So what's going on, everybody? What's going down this week in the world? I lost my thought thinking about Chet Hanks now. Thinking about Uh, Tom Hanks' terrible son all the time. I tell you what I'm thinking about down in this hole. Um, Where are we going to get some toilet paper from when we need to shit? Nowhere in Australia, that's for sure. Because everyone has gone crazy with toilet paper fever. Have you guys got toilet paper? I've got some. I've got a bit. There is no toilet paper at my local store. It has been ransacked. Um, there have been the videos of, um, I, I'm, I will note as, as Lucy herself noted on Twitter, mm. wim, women be shopping because it is all women in these videos, uh, having sure like is. wrestling, like screaming at each other as they attempt to wrestle like a 16 pack of toilet paper away from another 50 year old woman. Mm-hmm. And what are you trying to say? What's the broad point you're making here? <laughs> Uh, that women do be shopping. That's mm. true. That is a broad point. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's no toilet paper here. It's it's spread well past Australia. I couldn't get any. I had to order it on Amazon. Please don't cancel me. I had wow. no choice. But now I have so much toilet paper. I'm just living the dream out here. <laughs> using more of it than you normally would. Just luxuriating <laughs> at how much you have. That's right. I'm just using how, however much I feel like. It's Wiping crazy. my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, like I've I've seen I've I've seen pictures of um, I start from the head and move downwards. Um, I've seen yeah, like pictures of uh, a friend of the show Dan Nolan just posted a, a photo on Twitter of like a a um, like a pallet of toilet paper being taken into a Woolworths under protection from two armed police officers. <laughs> Jesus. Very cool, very normal, and I've also seen pictures of stores that have uh, signs up saying, sorry, we can't have the toilet paper out here anymore because you people are freaks. Mm. You people are crazy toilet paper freaks. And we will now be enforcing a limit of one packet of toilet paper per customer. But, like, it's it's very strange. I, w- I would like to hear um, use guys' takes on... I guess, like, the, the role that the media has played in uh, ginning this whole thing up. See, I haven't seen this because I don't know why everyone in Australia went crazy. But we have our own issues out here in Hawaii. Hawaii has a very low trigger on, like, panic stuff <laughs> because we're in the middle of the ocean. But maybe it's the same hmm. over there. I think this whole thing is 100 million percent the media's fault. It's been driving me fucking insane all week watching news outlets, like... The same outlet will run a story the first time one store runs out of toilet paper and be like, oh my god, we're running out, that's it, it's the end of the world, ah, this is crazy. And then the next week they'll post videos being like, look at these idiots who are fighting over toilet paper, <laughs> who caused this? It's fucking, I'm so mad about it. It's so weird. Who did this? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, like, I, I absolutely had the had the moment of, like, um... Oh, I wonder if this is going to turn out to be a problem at some point because we have not been panic buying toilet paper. But you're seeing all these photos of 
hey, no stores have toilet paper in stock because as soon as it comes in, people are buying like shopping trolleys full, like overloaded with toilet paper. Um, and yeah, and I had the curiosity of, I kind of want to go down to my local supermarket, which I've been down to in, in several days or whatever, uh, to go and see if there actually is any toilet paper. And I was down for an unrelated reason yesterday and had a look and lo and behold, entire aisle completely empty. But um, but yeah, definitely definitely the whole thing of, hey, some people are panic buying. Here is some footage of some people from like a Costco, you know, with several people in a line with their thing full of toilet paper. And obviously that makes a lot of people go, oh, well, if everybody's panic buying toilet paper, there's not going to be any toilet paper left for me. I'd better go buy some toilet paper. <laughs> I'd better buy five years worth and at one time. Where are people going to put it all? I know. Where are you keeping this? Get your fucking toilet paper dungeon down there. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> like a big toilet paper fort for the kids. I mean, that's actually anyway, kind of cool. Coronavirus. Like big building blocks. That's awesome. Big toilet paper fort. My yeah. toilet yeah. paper pyramid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw. Uh, I was looking at an article before from this. Like, it was weirdly unrelated to the toilet paper buying panic. It was just that this family that use who gives a crap the like the delivery one had a week oh, yeah. before mm. the panic started had thought they were like they went to order some they were entering in the quantity thing thinking they were going I would like 48 rolls please and instead they got 48 boxes so they had two pallets of toilet paper arrive at their house a week <laughs> before the panic started and there's just all these photos of them like building stuff out of the boxes they like built a giant throne and stuff that's actually kind of dope uh, they have since Damn. been selling it for charity uh which seems quite yeah. nice. <laughs> well done to it. That's nice. Yeah. And I guess the, the silliest thing about all of this is that from the supermarket level, I feel really bad for everybody who works at a supermarket and has just had to be dealing with this um, because, you know, working in, working in retail, working in a grocery store, as Ben can tell us, I'm sure, mm. not that fun at the best of times. Mm. No, worst job. Maybe it's moderately fun at the absolute best of times. I can't say. But, uh, but yeah, being hassled by a bunch of people losing their minds about toilet paper um, and, and actually having to go in, like I've seen, you know, footage from social media this week of, of like supermarket managers having to go in and like thrust themselves between women, mm. like God. shrieking at each other and like assaulting each other over rolls of toilet paper. And in fairness, most of the time it seems to be someone who has like an absurd amount of toilet paper in a trolley. Um, they've already filled an entire trolley and then have a bunch of things piled on top and they have a second person like holding the things in place so they stop falling off the trolley. And another customer has gone, you should let me have one of those and taken one. And it's turned into a screaming match and wrestling and people hitting each other and all sorts of stuff. And some poor son of a bitch has to get in there and be like, what are you doing Please stop. Absolutely ridiculous. But then you see this footage from like the warehouses and stuff and they're like, there's no shortage of toilet paper. You're just buying it all immediately when it arrives. Like we're shipping it out as fast as we can. There's tons of it. There's warehouses full of it. Just, just relax. Just chill out a little bit. Just relax. It's also very weird to me. It's just such a weird manifestation of it's a It's a weird item to be taking. Well, yeah, um, like, I think it did, after a while, it extended to things like, you know, dried pasta and stuff like that, which is more reasonable mm. as a thing to stock your house with in case you need to be quarantined for a while. You would think that more of the panic would extend to, like, prepper-type stuff, uh, like canned, canned goods, long-life things, um, bottled water. But no, I need my, my bog roll. Apparently, the the toilet paper thing didn't even, like, start here. There were, like, uh, a couple of weeks, or a week or so beforehand, maybe, there were also toilet paper shortages in Hong Kong as well, and then they instituted, like, buying limits and stuff over there. Yeah. Uh, but there was... That started because there were these, like, you know, fucking people sharing Facebook posts that are bullshit, uh, being like, oh, because of coronavirus, all of the people that work in toilet paper factories are not going to be able to come into work, so we're not going to get toilet paper anymore. Uh, and then that idea somehow got over here. Yeah, it's a real weird one. Mm. But, like, I don't know if people understand... It's going to be real bad news for the dick-sacking factories out there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is no on one's paid gonna leave be at home work. at the dick sucking factory. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I did. I did see a thing uh, where somebody was saying, "Hey, when um, you know, next time a libertarian says something to you about rational actors, just point to this. Mm-hmm. Just point to this as like we're just we're just. I th- I think at this point a lot of Western societies have been very conditioned to just only ever look out for yourself as an individual before your community as a whole. That's you know? all right. And so, as soon as that happens, everybody's just like, oh, I got to get mine. My family needs to shit more than yours do. <laughs> well, there's, there's, all these, there's all these people, like, there's all these people who are very reasonably saying, like, you know, there is no toilet paper shortage or anything like that. People are just doing this whole weird thing. And for that reason, you now can't go down and buy a normal amount of toilet paper. You just, you can't go down and be like, I need... Eight rolls of toilet paper. I need a normal human amount of mm-hmm. toilet paper for a week or whatever. Um, you can't do it. And it's all because people are swept up in this like very strange but related mania. I would feel at this but point mania. embarrassed mania. buying toilet paper at all. I don't even want to go into the toilet paper aisle. I just would like to... Mm. I'm basically... We're going to run down to the wire so that I don't have the experience of walking in there and trying to reassure people. No, I'm not... I'm not going crazy. I just well, I just need some for my butt. I just need like a normal amount, please. What will you be wiping with instead? I'm going straight into the shower. Right. This is what no, I've read, I'm and I don't like the idea of it. <laughs> I don't like thinking about having to do that. It's unpleasant. No, I, all of our like friends are you know big time smug latte sipping lefties, so they've all got who gives a crap subscription. So they all already get bulk toilet paper by subscription. So if I run out, I've got yeah. like five friends that live within a hundred meters of us. Where I'm just gonna be like, please, please give us toilet paper. Just get a bidet. We've all got like, to get bidets one day. Maybe today is the day to get a bidet. That's right. Go on, treat yourself. It's the crime pass uh, for this week. Is you're allowed to buy <laughs> a bidet. You're allowed to Flash steal out. the amount of money that a bidet costs. And I don't Not know what lot. that is. No, they cheap. I think they're pretty cheap, cheap, and they just attach to your ordinary toilet. Well, yeah, you I can hear. get. So when when we first had babies, um, Eleanor was young and idealistic. And, <laughs> and Wanted a bidet. <laughs> no, well, um, she she did cloth nappies for for ages. Oh, right. <laughs> so she did. Um, she she wants to do cloth nappies because obviously nappies not great. Um, you take them off and they go straight into the landfill, and there they remain forever. Um, and a lot of people are also very, very quick to like pull a nappy off and change it if there's like the tiniest bit of piss in it, um, despite the fact that they can absorb and hold, frankly, monstrous amounts of piss. Hey, you don't have to um, tell me how much piss you can get in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so we had like, a, we did cloth nappies. And so that means that when a baby takes a shit in the nappy, you can't just throw that in the washing machine. You got to get most of that shit off there somehow. Oh, no. So um, she she bought a thing online, which I then um, I did some amateur plumbing, and attached to our toilet. And basically, you attach this thing to um, like the 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 sort of water water supply that comes in on your toilet. Um, you can sort of interrupt that and put this uh, this little hose on there with a handle, little spray gun type thing. But it's like quite high pressure. So then you like basically stand over the toilet holding a nappy covered in shit in it and then hit it with like a high pressure hose. That sounds like a real risky endeavor. And I gotta endeavor. say, mm. while being effective, I will say the amount of time that I wound up with bits of shit sprayed oh, back on no. me was more, I'm going to say more than I wanted, ideally. How much did you want? Um, le- less than, <laughs> less than <laughs> 2% of the time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because, look, having babies, you're going to get some shit on you. There's no, no two ways about it. That's true. It's the first thing they tell you uh, mm-hmm. when you find out that you're Somebody pregnant. is going to shit on you. I got peed on, like, four days ago. This is huh. this is not new to me. None of this is new to me. Haven't um, we all? Well, <laughs> you don't have to tell me what it's like to get peed on. Yeah. Um, no, it's all, it's all like that. But apparently, that is one of the styles of... Home, home install bidet that you can have is that you just attach the hose and you blast your own asshole. <laughs> I don't know about the that. Toilet. That kind of kills the luxury of it for me. 
Yeah, you want one of those like Japanese precision sharpshooter ones. Yeah, the little exactly. robot that knows which where your asshole is. The soundtrack that sounds like a like a waterfall, so no one can hear you shitting. Mm. Yeah, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. In my experience, the, uh, the the ambient noise thing doesn't really work. It just combines the sounds of you shitting with you know a burbling brook or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> also just announcing that you're shitting either way. <laughs> <laughs> they may as well just have a recording I, of a man's I'm voice. I'm not shitting. I'm not shitting. This is just a piss. Uh. This is just a piss. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, the, the I'm not shitting alarm is sounding. Excellent. No, definitely not shitting. <laughs> a lot of questions yep. about whether or not I'm shitting are answered by so, yeah. the I'm not shitting alarm. Uh, so that has been the coronavirus update 100% centered around toilet paper panic and what we will be... Uh, yes. Cleaning our assholes with none of us have the coronavirus just yet. To the apocalypse, not yet. I feel like I'm pretty safe in Canberra. Probably surprisingly <laughs> low population, very spread out. Um, I have the the bougie luxury of just being able to work from home 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. if I need to. They um they sent around a thing at work that was like, we're gonna start getting everyone to just like work one day from home, like in anticipation. Okay. Of there being, a, a, in case there is a quarantine thing at some point, because we want to know that people are able to work from home. So we'll start getting everybody to work from home one day a week and then write a thing to say if there was like anything that impacted you or what you weren't able to get done. And then we'll see if we can resolve that, you know, before for all this sort of stuff. But I already work from home one day a week. So I'm like, it's fine. Definitely works. Uh, I could be working from home more. I could mm. do it all the time if you like. Oh, I I think I'm going to be fine because uh, there's only been you know a couple of cases in Brisbane and my jobs, the ones that I do, uh, all involve me getting lots and lots of different people into a very confined environment. Mm. <laughs> Sounds awesome. good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, ideally, you want that person to like um, rub their eyes and face and then reach into their wallet and hand you like a $10 bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that'd that be perfect. you then take off them with your hands. Yeah, and rub yep. it on your face. And then I want to repeat that Give process uh, about a hundred times a week. Hey, uh, speaking of <laughs> coronavirus, uh, mm. can I read you a little article here? The sure. Headline here, this is from Daily Beast. Ted Cruz, self-quarantining after interaction with coronavirus-infected CPAC attendee. Senator Ted Cruz... Uh, yeah. announced on Sunday evening that he will be self-quarantining at home in Texas after learning they had a brief conversation and a handshake with someone at CPAC who later tested positive for the coronavirus. Not experiencing any symptoms, but I feel... Uh, and I feel fine and healthy, Cruz said in his statement. Given that the interaction was 10 days ago, the average incubation period is 5-6 days, that the interaction was less, for less than a minute and that I have no current symptoms, the medical authorities have advised me that the odds of transmission from the other individual to me were extremely low. Nevertheless, out of an abundance of caution and because of how frequently I interact with my constituents as part of my job, nice humble brag, and to give everyone peace of mind, I've decided to remain at my home in Texas this week until a full 14 days have passed since the CPAC interaction. President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence also attended the Conservative Political Action Conference late last month, but the American Conservative Union has stated that the infected person did not have any interaction with either of them. R.I.P. Ted Cruz. But apparently... Well, I, I read a thing saying that um, one of the sort of senior organizers of the thing was like, oh, it turned out that I, uh, that I did interact with the uh, um, infected coronavirus person and shook their hand and stuff. And he also shook Donald Trump's hand later on in I the week. I heard this. Imagine if guy. Donald Trump gets the coronavirus. That'd be pretty funny. What a twist. I feel Let's like he wouldn't fare very it. well. He's one of those people that it would be a bad time for. But have you considered that Donald Trump's body is uh, like a monument to health, mm. uh, robust health? Um, he only eats Big Macs and drinks hand sanitizer. <laughs> and his body's, his body's finite source of power is, I believe, still like 90-something percent charge. Oh, God, I love that so much. Just what an insane belief to have. <laughs> the human body is a battery. <laughs> I, uh, that, that, by, that by exercising, you are using up your body's <laughs> finite sources of power. He's like the guy from... Uh, so good. Fucking Dr. Strangelove, the vital human liquids guy. It's exactly the same belief. <laughs> I, this is like the first thing I saw this morning was the Ted Cruz story. And I like rolled over and told it to George. And then she like started laughing and then stopped. 
and I was like, are we allowed to think this is funny? That Ted Cruz might have coronavirus? I think yes. I'm going to say yes, right? Sure, it's killed a lot of people. Uh, it's probably going to ruin a bunch of lives. But it is funny if Ted Cruz gets it? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all right. Let's, let's break that down slightly more. Um, I, I can say with all certainty it will be funny if Ted Cruz gets coronavirus. But will it be funny if Ted Cruz dies from coronavirus? That's where I draw the line. That's a tough one. <laughs> a little bit of suffering is funny. I think if he didn't have kids, it would be funny. Is that cruel? Yes. That seems good. I I don't think his children should be devastated by the loss of their weird-looking dad. There's about to be some like really angry posts, really angry posts on the child-free subreddit. <laughs> oh, so if we don't if we've made the conscious choice <laughs> to help the planet by not having children, we're supposed to die from coronavirus and that's okay. Yeah, we got a big chunk of listeners from our child-free listening to this podcast. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big overlap for us. I am also, just as a side note, infuriated by Ted Cruz's beard. Uh, Oh, it's disgusting. It's just not helping him. Like, he's clearly had a realisation at some point that he is an amorphous wet man uh, with a ridiculous face that doesn't hold shape. And then he's gone, you know what? It's time to become a man. I'm growing a beard. And it just looks like he has glued it onto his face. Like, it's, oh, I can't stand it. Every time I see it, I'm like, you, you're lying. Everyone can tell. This is a sham. You know what I watched last night? I watched Jackass 2, uncut. Nice. Great film. And because I was like, oh, God bless those boys, you know? Mm. And um, there was the sketch in that one where we, we were sort of commenting on how, like, some of, some of them, some of them are quite uh, multi-layered. So there will be uh, ones where people involved think that they that they are part of the thing, but there is actually a larger thing happening at their own expense. Mm-hmm. Um, like the there is a sketch in that where uh, a group of them think they're going to do a photo shoot and they're in a limo, but actually they've already or- they've organised the limo to just drive out to the middle of this road and stop. At which point, some of the other guys have dumped some beehives through the sunroof of the limo. <laughs> Iconic. And lock the doors so that they can't get out. And then, in true Looney Tunes style, they've dumped a whole bunch of marbles um, outside each door so that when they do finally get out, they all immediately fall over on the marbles Home Alone style. Oh, that is good. Uh, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. But with this other one, they did uh, they did one with like Aaron McGee, the guy who like keeps knocking his front tooth out. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they get him a much more innocent time. They have him dressed in like full fake... Um, Middle Eastern style garb. Oh, this is so mean! It's one of the he's, meanest he's, things I've ever seen. He's got all the he's got all the makeup on. He gets browned up and everything. And they're like, "Yeah, so we're gonna do a hidden camera thing where I get in a taxi cab and we're going to the airport, and we're making like comments like we're going to do another nine eleven to freak the cab driver out." Um, but actually, the cab driver is um, Jay Chandrakasar from uh, Super Troopers, Broken Lizard and stuff, you know? Uh, So he's in on it. They're pulling a prank where they're going to then pull a gun on these guys and terrify them and everything. But then there's a whole other third tier to this, which is that all of the other people in the cast and crew have all shaved off their pubes in order to provide the hair for the fake beard. (laughs) That he has on through this whole sketch. They don't make entertainment like this anymore. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much planning ahead of time that go, that goes into getting a bunch of pubes into somebody's Was mouth. Is this related to Ted Cruz? Or are you just thinking about Jackass? <laughs> too? This is what Ted Cruz's beard looks it's like the pube to beard. me. Ted oh, Cruz's the pube beard. beard. Could have just said Aaron like... McGee's pube beard. I would have been right there with you. This is actually one of the few Jackass things I've actually seen. Somehow. Oh, there you go. It it. His beard genuinely looks like somebody has glued a bunch of multicolored someone else's pubes onto his face. It doesn't look like the hair is from his body. Mm. It looks like it's from another place altogether. He has dark hair, but his beard is like the same color. It's it's not even like like my beard is a bunch of colors. Okay. My beard is cool. like black. It's it's got like kind of kind of red in the sides. There's a big streak of gray coming through at the front and stuff. Ted Cruz's beard, however, 
it isn't like, hey, my hair is uh, dark and my beard is gray. It's like my hair is dark and my beard is the same color as my skin. It's a patchwork. It's got two gray patches in it that are perfectly symmetrical on his face, but not connected to each other. Like uh, They're yeah. skin grafts from his Zodiac killer victims. <laughs> <laughs> it's also so meticulously shaped, but it's shaped in a way that's just not quite natural either. It's, it's very weird. It's terrible. I was commenting on this uh, recently that, like, it, it's, it's been the sort of 10-year catch-up for conservative guys to realise that most men look better with a beard. Yeah, and they all started getting them. Oh, because now there's enough distance from it being, uh, you know, hipster, barista, metrosexual guy. Shit. Yeah, yeah. The the same way that um, the same way that it's for some reason still a sort of uh like a, a culture war insult to say that someone's a latte sipping lefty, despite the fact that like nobody on the planet drinks, like will buy a coffee from somewhere that is not just. That's a that's a normal coffee in Australia. That's a standard yeah. coffee. What are you talking about? You go to you go to a takeaway place and you say, "I would like one coffee," and they go, "Okay," and they give you like a flat white or a latte or whatever. That's your that's Which your standard are coffee. The same thing, and I don't wish to learn any different. Yes, that's very true. Um, so for some reason, the idea that you can insult people on the basis of buying a coffee, but uh, but yeah, like conservative guys all grow beards and they all look like dog shit. They're the only men who aren't improved by having a beard. Look at Donald Trump Jr.'s beard. Mm. Oh, look God. At Eric Trump's he looks beard. like fucking shit. I was looking at that video he put up this morning where he's saying that he should debate uh, Hunter Biden, uh, where it, it has all these awkward cutaways to like a group of people in their 70s laughing, but it's like three people laughing at his jokes. It's very weird. But yeah, his beard is <laughs> fucking awful. Someone just has to tell him, hey, you don't have to do the What's 80s executive slick back hair thing anymore. You are not like a real estate developer from the 80s. It's very strange. I, I feel like we've spoken about this before, but you know the thing where uh, there's like that Marga thing of sharing the photo of Trump where he'd shaved his head and had a, a huge beard that just have captions that are just like, how sick would it be if he did this? <laughs> how bad else would it be if our president looked this cool? <laughs> <laughs> Please, President Trump, shave your head and grow a beard. You'd look dope. Well, there's so much of so much of that like weird projection. So much of the like, um, it's it's weird how many people have have an understanding of Donald Trump as being like really masculine and heroic and all of that sort of stuff, but in a way where they've done all of the imagining themselves. Uh-huh. Where it's it's like it's like there's there's the real Donald Trump. There's like. Big oafish, out of shape, makeup wearing, weird hair. You know, I I don't want to shake hands with people because I'll get germs. Um, exercise is bad for you, Donald Trump. Uh, prissy, like prissy gossip mongering, Donald Trump. And then there's all these people like uh, what's his name who does the 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 cartoons? Um, ben Garrison. The guy who does the Ben Garrison. Ben Garrison. <laughs> Ben Garrison, who does all his cartoons where Trump's always like buff and yoked and like incredibly wise and calm and instead of like catty, you know. I love and Ben Garrison cartoons. They're always like a picture of a perfect world. It's like AOC and she's got like huge titties and she's like, would you like 10 free beers? She's it's like so yes. using a giant gun horny with cartoons. a hammer and sickle on it to like fire uh-huh. marijuana directly into your butthole. It's the dream. <laughs> so good love all of those ones that are meant to make socialism look bad they're like oh welcome to free cocktail island where you get where you get healthcare and marijuana from the government where all the women i hate are just so sexy (laughs) (laughs) for some reason even nancy pelosi is busty (laughs) Uh, look i'm just dropping some images into the chat there uh, about some speculative uh, mm. politician bits. Oh my god, where did you get these? These, these are Jeb just Bush Bush. private collection. I typed in Bernie. Let's make with, the Jeb Bush one the artwork. The first recommendation before, like Bernie with the strokes, was Bernie with a beard, which uh, I love. Bernie, I don't think is improved by a beard. Bernie with image. huge knockers. <laughs> That's no, what I we don't need. think so. Doesn't work for him. That will build a broad coalition. Looks if, like Saruman. Uh, Birdie had a huge pair of norks. 
<laughs> well, I, I think part of the reason that Bernie is not particularly improved by a theoretical beard is because, like, his... He's perfect? Yeah, like, his his whole thing is, like, already completely divorced from image and and like you know being cool or or winning people over with anything it's just i've been saying the same thing for decades and i am like your crotchety old granddad like there's there's no part of it that requires him to be like aesthetically pleasing to anyone mm-hmm. mm. um in fact i would say that that probably even runs counter to his message if bernie was like incredibly well groomed had a nice comb over you know, maybe imagine if he dyed his hair black. <laughs> dyed, his, dyed his hair black, got like capped teeth and shit, you know. Guy liner. Uh, Put some guy liner on Bernie. Yeah, he got um he got like whitened capped teeth like Matt Dillon and there's something about Mary. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and and like had really expensive clothes and shoes and shit instead of just like the one suit he's been wearing for twenty five years. I would like to see it with one of those you know those, like, posture-correcting harnesses? I just want to see Bernie walking around, like, freakishly upright. <laughs> God, those things look uncomfortable. Don't make me wear one. I don't want to wear it. I'm no not thanks. going to. I'm not going to, and you can't make me. Speaking of Bernard Sanders, uh, Lucy, do you Ooh. have an update for us from the magical land of the United States of America? Do I have an update from the Bernie Brodown hoedown? Yeah. Oh, she said it! There it is. Just picturing Bernard with a beard, just having a little dance. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie with a beard. Um, now, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the classic Steven Seagal film, Fire Down Below. Oh. No. Uh, Why would I have plays, seen that? It's amazing. Well, he plays an undercover, um, an undercover like an EPA agent, which is totally a thing that's real. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is also, I believe, meant to be Native American uh, in that movie as well. Oh, he's always got a splash of that, you know. Whatever, whatever suits at the time. No, wait, well, hold on. Am I am I confusing? No, are you thinking of On Deadly Ground, the one where he goes out to like there's the oil rigs and stuff? Wait, there are he's two very, movies he's where very... he's an environmental guy. Oh yeah, because this was after he had his big, um, he had his big awakening to the environment. Because On Deadly Ground was the first one where he was the producer, and he made the big speech at the end. He made, he did he, like he directed the movie. Uh, he directed the movie. Michael Caine was the bad guy. Oh, the, as and at the end of the movie, his accent in that movie is one of the most perplexing things I have ever encountered in all of cinema. It's I suspect troubling. it's probably something to do with him getting told at the start of the movie that he had an accent and then partway through just not caring about anything <laughs> that was happening anymore. <laughs> But that has like a solid sort of three or four minute monologue from Steven Seagal about protecting the environment at the end of the movie. And it's very good. But I'm talking about uh, a different one. And it has... Um, what's the name of everybody's favorite old old actor from Repo Man uh, that oh, we all Harry love Dean so Stanton. much? Harry Dean Stanton. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fan. got beautiful Harry Dean Stanton doing a nice little soft shoe shuffle on a back porch in his overalls. And I'm imagining that but it's Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Lucy, so. <laughs> what do you got for us? So, we are a little behind in delegates after Super Tuesday. You might have seen that uh, apparently Biden just had a fucking big-time comeback for no reason, uh, probably because everyone decided to rally behind him as they all repeatedly dropped out of the race. Um, we're not that far behind. Last time I looked, it was roughly 50 behind. We won California, which has a huge amount of delegates. And I did just read that there is a county, Dallas Dallas County in Texas, that are asking for a recount of their Super Tuesday results after yeah. just finding some uncounted ballots. Cool. There's lots of cool stuff that happens here, which apparently Dallas County has a huge Latino population, which, as you might have read, are hugely behind Bernie Sanders in numbers. So there's a lot of Weird that just, they lost those votes. Yeah, it's super weird. Also, you might have seen the pictures of just lines hours after the polls have closed of like people lining up forever not being able to cast their votes everything's just uh running smoothly over here have you voted in the primary yet i cannot vote in the primary i am going to be campaigning for bernie sanders out here in hawaii 
Not that it's going to make a huge difference because Hawaii was hugely behind Bernie Sanders in the 2016 election, but let's hammer it in a little more. But I cannot vote, but we do have my husband's ballot, which has a little Bernie Sanders colored in there. Nice. Mm. But Um, Joe Biden. You want to talk about Joe Biden? Love to talk about Joe Biden. The Joe Biden? Mm. Joe Biden, possible future presidential candidate with a very normal and functioning brain. I believe you have a clip there, Andrew. I sure do. Here's a little clip of um, Joe Biden talking about the man that he worked with every day for eight years when he was vice president. Let's have a little listen. Look, we provide a Medicare option. That's exactly what Rock and I talked about in the Couldn't beginning. get it through, though. <laughs> huh. Can I just say that one more time? Sure. Look, we provide a Medicare option. That's exactly what Rock and I talked about in the Couldn't beginning. Couldn't get it through, though. So, he's, Rap Rock. He's clearly, some half of that is him trying to say Barack. What is the mm-hmm. other half? What is the rap element of this? You know, I'd pass it off as just a stutter. A lot of people are saying that he has a stutter and that's why all this stuff is happening, but it's certainly not an isolated incident. Uh, we also heard him say, uh, O'Biden-Bama. <laughs> so that was amazing. He's an, I am an O'Biden-Bama Democrat. <laughs> now, it got pointed out that um, that was during, he, he had a rally where he gave a speech to thousands of supporters and he came out and did a seven minute long speech and then immediately left. And, like, as far as I know, when they have all of these other big events, um, someone like Bernie or uh, someone with the rest of their brain working will come out and do, like, I imagine a half-hour to one-hour-long stump speech. Like, if if you've got, in Bernie's case, like, tens of thousands of people there to hear you speak about a thing, I kind of feel like doing seven minutes of a stump speech in which you cannot remember your name or Obama's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the general accusation is that they've spent a lot of this campaign keeping him away from the media. There's um, a lot of clips sh- like this, too. There's countless clips of him just losing his train of thought, saying things that don't make sense, and it's very sad, and it sucks. But I think my personal favourite one is, this is from a couple of months ago, the one where he was trying to remember uh, Obama's name and couldn't and just said, President, my friend. <laughs> Back then, with uh, President, uh, the last guy, uh, President, my friend, oh. and and also, yeah, the last guy. He refers to him as uh, but, but the last guy a lot. But like, I, I think this this isn't even slightly conspiratorial because there's people from his own campaign in interviews saying, "Yeah, we're trying to like minimize the amount of time that he spends exposed to the press. We're trying to minimize the number of public events he has in a day because he gets really tired." And then multiple interviews with Biden himself where he's saying, "Oh, it's not a stutter. It's just that at the end of the day I get tired and then I forget all my words." You know, me too, but I'm not going to be I don't want to be the president of the United States. And it is absolutely insane to be ignoring this while talking about, you know, the fact that Bernie had a heart attack. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, the idea that you can talk about one but not the other as well. Yeah, exactly. Like. But also there's, there's a difference between, like, having had a heart attack and having a stent put in or whatever. I think, there was, wasn't there a thing that, like, Biden has stents put in previously as well? <laughs> or is that my imagination? Somebody else. Um, Could be. But, but Either way, with- Biden sucks on it. So many things. Well, yeah, there's all of the policy levels, but then there's there's this thing which is like very clearly having problems with like basic basic cognitive capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, and people, a lot of people here really think that Biden is someone who is going to beat Trump. And just imagine this man in a debate with Donald Trump. He's going to mess up one word, and it will just just he'll get destroyed. Like obviously, it would be terrible for America and the rest of the world, but also it would be extremely funny. Just like forty-five minutes of Biden just like stumbling over a sentence, and then Trump just going, "Look at him! Look at him! He can't even look at this guy!" And then uh, Biden starts crying, and then he walks off stage. Would be funny while we all you know die out slowly. Climate change, no Medicare. Be yep. funny while we do it, though. You'll be laughing, laughing all the mm-hmm. way into your early grave. Laughing all the way to the grave. That's right. It will truly be a wonderful um, end of society spectacle, though. That's right. 
And I guess like it's it's at least very 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 mildly reassuring that Mike Bloomberg's whole thing didn't come off. Uh, That's Mike right. Bloomberg, former mayor, has now dropped out of the race. But like, think of it as Mike Bloomberg spent over five hundred million dollars of his own money in a month and a half. Mm. Think of all the things he could have solved with that. Ah, he won American Samoa. I think you'll find. Yes, yes. Um, well, for the <laughs> for the amount of delegates that he won, he could have just given a hundred million dollars to each delegate. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Speaking of Bloomberg, I've got some good news this week. Is he dead? I feel like we need some feel-good stories. Uh, friend, he's not dead, unfortunately, oh. but he will die one day. Um, <laughs> so, from a friend of the show, Ken Klippenstein in The Nation, uh, there is actually a story about what a complete farce the Bloomberg campaign was. Uh, Bloomberg staffers brag about ripping off his campaign covertly canvassing for Sanders. So this is fantastic. This made my week. Staffers for former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg's failed presidential campaign say they went rogue and canvassed for Senator Bernie Sanders after the Nevada debate debacle, The Nation reported Friday, citing anonymous sources. People who worked with the team knew the campaign was over after Elizabeth Warren blasted Bloomberg during the debate. They also said they were met with hostility from voters on the campaign trail, according to Ken Klippenstein. What a surprise. Can you imagine being hostile against uh, being told to vote for Mike Bloomberg? Mm-hmm. It's just a great guy. It, it's, it's been very funny to see all of the pundits uh, getting extremely outraged by people referring to Michael Bloomberg as an oligarch. Mm. When it's Who like, would call him that? Weird that he's a, a multi-billionaire who has used all of that money to buy mammoth, or wealth, like mm-hmm. mammoth, mammoth amounts of influence... Um, in a policy area, yet people call him an oligarch. Mm. It's terrible. So happy it didn't work out for him. So as one staffer explained, I would actively canvass for Bernie when I was supposed to be canvassing for Mike. I know of at least one team of volunteers that was entirely fabricated by the organizers who had to hit their goals. It was easy enough to fudge the data to make it look like real people put in volunteer work when in reality Mike was getting nothing out of it. Another staffer told me in San Diego, the regional organizers also exploited the campaign's resources, staff, and infrastructure for local races that they either were running in or consulting on. Ugh, it's just kissing my fingers over here. It's so good. So that's the gist of it. A bunch of people essentially took money from Mike Bloomberg. I saw a lot of things about him offering to pay a lot of money for campaign staff, which doesn't surprise me, but none of it worked out for him, and I hope he eats shit in hell. Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can pay to fly people places, you can pay people to sit on the computer or whatever, but you can't pay people to actually care about you and getting you elected. I mean, I'm sure you can on the sort of, like, being a top-tier political aide kind of level or being mm. a campaign organizer or any or of those sorts of things. getting that Soros money for tweets that we all do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As, far as, as far as just trying to give money to people at a grassroots level and say that that equates to support of you and your policies doesn't really work like that you find it funny to see people online saying like um hey bloomberg's offering to pay this much money for people to do tweets and all those goddamn embarrassing promoted tweets and stuff that he was Mm -hmm. doing with like fuck jerry and all that sort of thing just just incredibly embarrassing for everyone involved Terrible stuff. So that's what's going on over here. Also, we're waiting for Elizabeth Warren to decide who she's going to endorse. Which uh, She doesn't owe yeah. anyone her endorsement. She <laughs> should take some self-care. She's just being a boss-ass bitch. Uh, what if she's too busy getting ready to go on Saturday Night Live, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. That is her right as a woman, this that's International Woman's Day. And hey, you don't owe anybody anything. That's what politics uh, is all about. That's what running for positions of civic leadership mm-hmm. are it's all just about. like relationships if she doesn't want to commit to a man and i don't want to be able to afford to go to the doctor that's her prerogative sweetie <laughs> that's right <laughs> congratulations liz warren on somehow managing to absolutely trash your own political legacy all mm-hmm. through this. but thank you but to thank the liz warren voters who are coming over to the burner camp yeah, we love you yeah. it sure does seem like liz warren has like fucking destroyed her reputation by this point doesn't it yeah it's not great yeah it's kind of like well you ruined 
that like people who thought of you as a progressive are now like, oh, you abandon all of your progressive ideals in order to get power, and then you who would do that? Didn't didn't get power. Who who spent their life trying to become a politician would have not so solid morals and integrity. Who who had spent decades as a registered Republican mm, <laughs> would, might not would fully not commit to a progressive movement. This great integrity. Well, um, while we have you here, Lucy, mm. let's um, let's also check in on another segment for which we have a theme. Yes, it's plane time. Ah, uh, this is your captain speaking. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking. You know that Lucy loves to fly on a plane. Sure do. Uh, what about a completely empty plane? Like a, a ghost plane? That's a little bit spooky for me. That's I would prefer it if you didn't use the G word. I don't think you can fly on a completely empty plane, because once you're on it, it's no longer completely empty. Oh, mm. don't start. All right, okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> 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 the plane is occupied. Don't talk about me sexually harassing people. That's my Neil deGrasse Tyson impression. That's great. That's good. Very accurate. Um, Yeah, so this is from the Times. Airlines are burning thousands of gallons of fuel flying empty ghost planes so they can keep their flight slots during the coronavirus outbreak. Airlines have wasted thousands of gallons of fuel running empty ghost flights during the coronavirus outbreak because European rules that say operators can lose their flight slots if they keep their planes on the ground. Demand for flights has collapsed across the globe amid growing fears about the outbreak. Under Europe's rules, airlines operating out of the continent must continue to run 80% of their allocated slots or risk losing them to a competitor. This has led to some operators flying empty planes into and out of European countries at huge costs, the Times of London reported. Owned. Uh, owned. Airlines. Owned indeed. Why don't you just sell tickets for like 20 bucks? It's crazy. Well, apparently they are selling like $7 flights. Like I've definitely seen some flight sales flight. lately. Probably to Italy. It's not really... <laughs> probably, probably Italy. Uh, we'll, mm. We will greet you with a kiss on both cheeks. Mm, no. you got to no, stop you. kissing each other on the face. Please stop uh, gesticulating with your hands, kissing your fingertips, and then kissing people on both cheeks. Simply don't do it. That's right. Uh, so what's your take on this, Lucy? What do you think should happen in this scenario? Uh, explode all the planes? <laughs> this kind of sucks because like airports and airlines ha- do have all these ridiculous rules in terms of like their space at the airport and paying for their space in the airport and what they have to do. So this, I don't know, shit sucks, but it's it's pretty bad because flying is one of the worst things you can do for the environment, unfortunately, and it should be avoided at all costs, but it's so nice. What are you going to do? You're going to fly a whole bunch of empty planes and just burn shitloads of fuel mm. going through the sky for nothing. They should let me on those planes. Have you tried asking? Yeah. Just call them up. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just call them up. Okay. Go down to the airport. Can we say, help each hey, other out here? I'll throw you guys $20 mm. if you just take me for maybe five or ten laps of Hawaii and then land again. You should get <laughs> your cheap plane tickets while you can right now, though. It's going to be, gonna be bargains out there. I don't know. I keep being like, fuck, that'd be such a great thing. And then I realize that I, the cheap flights would not solve the problem of me not being able to afford a holiday because I can't afford any of the other elements of a holiday. I'm like, woohoo, <laughs> yeah. my ship is finally in. Oh, wait, no, when I get there, I can't do anything. Okay, maybe not. Also, there's the coronavirus, which... The what? Yeah. <laughs> First time hearing about it. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Better get some toilet paper. It sounds like <laughs> the beer. That's crazy. At least, um, at least, <laughs> at least, cruisers have finally replaced uh, diarrhea with their number one problem. What is going on with cruisers? Is it just an incubation? Like, do they just recycle yeah. the whole air for the whole cruise? I don't think it's the air. I think it's um, I think it's more of a thing of like, uh, what was the what was the story, Ben, that we talked about a while ago it was the the india pacific train line and basically oh, the diarrhea train yeah the diarrhea train and it's just like it's just a gastro factory um <laughs> no that was that was nova virus wasn't it yeah nova virus um, is the one that cruise so, ships always which, get as which well. is a thing yeah which which manifests in horrifying um gastro and diarrhea and shit 
because because it's the kind of virus that can also live like in fabric and seat cushions and stuff like that. Yeah. So basically you have a cruise and one person catches it from like the couch in their cabin that someone had diarrhea on last time and then they give it to a whole bunch of other people and then everybody starts getting sick and then they quarantine all the sick people in their cabins and everybody has a horrible, horrible, horrible time for the whole thing. And then they get everybody off at the end and say, no refunds, no refunds. And then they get their big fire hose and they wash all the diarrhea and puke out of the boat. And then they say, okay, next lot of people, on you get. Mm. And and that's just, that's cruises now. And that's why everyone's getting coronavirus on cruises right now. Don't go on a cruise. Just in general, don't go on a cruise. It sounds yeah, like Yeah, don't shit. go on a cruise anyway. Uh, do not Do not go on a cruise. Just take mm. the how many thousand dollars it's going to cost you. Look, it seems like it's cheap because you're not factoring in the cost of the drink prices. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's I'm right. going on a boat for a while. That'll be nice. And then you realize you've got some sort of a lanyard thing that you're scanning for drinks. And every time you get a cocktail, it's 25 bucks. Then you get back home and then you got no money. Don't do it. Don't go on a fucking mm-hmm. cruise. Really? Is this true? Yeah. There's well, probably all-inclusive ones for rich boomers. I mean, probably, yeah. Hmm. But the the cheap ones, it's generally, it's the drink cost. That's how they make their money. Mm. Do not board the Diarrhea Express. (laughs) Or the Coronavirus Express, that's right. Any of these. Um, New York has issued a state of emergency for coronavirus. So, you know. It's going well. I'm getting a little nervous. I guess my my number one piece of advice, I think if there is one takeaway that we can leave you with this week, our number one piece of advice that we could give you on how to deal with this whole thing it is this. Do not contract coronavirus. Mm. Yeah. Avoid, Avoid it, it if possible. you can. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't do it. Um, if, if, you get the, if you get the option, the choice, if there's a form you need to sign, anything like that that says, do you, do you want coronavirus? Yes or no. And you have mm-hmm. to choose between one of them. Choose no every time. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus. And stop writing into Just us about no. that episode. <laughs> stop writing to us about that episode where... Not everyone said that they wash their hands after going to the bathroom. <laughs> it's in the past. I wasn't on that episode, and I feel like I've been unfairly maligned. I feel like uh, let's not get let's not re let's not revisit the whole it. thing. We've all grown as people. We've taken your feedback on board. None of us touch our faces. Mm-hmm. If I get up to pee in the night, I'll go and wash my hands for 90 seconds afterwards. Jeez. Just waking up your wife, just loudly like yeah. sloshing about loudly the bathroom. lathering. <laughs> <laughs> Running the hairdryer over my hands for like five minutes afterwards. Well, we don't have an industrial dryer in the house, so what else am I supposed to do? Stay safe out like, there. Stay, stay safe. Do not tick the box to get coronavirus if you get given the choice. I know that like after filling out that form 10 or 15 times, you might start to get a little bored and think, hey, maybe I should switch things up. Maybe I should tick yes on this thing every Did now and then. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just just say no. That priceless piece of advice that has always worked for everything. Just say no. Hey, kids, uh, you want some of this heroin? Says the multiracial street dealer giving away all of his drugs. You uh-huh. just say no. Hey, kids, do you want some coronavirus? Just say no. No, you say it's coronavirus is also for losers. No kissing. You're not kissing? <laughs> no kissing 2020? No, no kissing. kissing 2020. No Abstinence. hand stuff. No hand stuff. Definitely no hand stuff. That's where you get it. You're only mutual masturbation, mutual from masturbation from opposite <laughs> sides of the room. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing. You can watch each other. Go to town on yourself, and then and then it's back in for another twelve minutes of hand washing. That's right. You know that's what we're doing in twenty twenty. Keeping it clean, no kissing, no touching. Uh, stay horny, but no touching. Mm-hmm. Strip strip club rules. We're going to strip club <laughs> rules for twenty twenty. <laughs> so that's it. I feel mm. like that's all we have time for mm-hmm. uh, this week. So, if you would like a bonus episode in which we will discuss the things we plan to talk about this week, but didn't because we were busy talking about like jackass and uh, you know all Ted Cruz's beard, Ted mm-hmm. Cruz's pew uh-huh. beard, all that kind of thing, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash Vista. five American dollars a month, and you will get an extra episode every week. Hey, maybe you just want to sign up and support the show. Maybe you want to give us 
moral support in the form of $5. In which case, thanks. I'd say that's more than moral support. Uh, if you've got a question, <laughs> if you've got a question, you can write into mailbag at buntavista.com and we will check it out and we will answer it. Possibly. Possibly. We don't always. Sometimes. Maybe it's a bad question. Yeah, you Maybe your that? question made a lot of assumptions. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you wrote a letter that said, should I get the coronavirus? But um, we've already answered that this week, so we don't need to reply to that one specifically now. That's right. Yeah. So that's it from us. Uh, you can find Lucy flying through the sky on an otherwise empty plane. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. And <laughs> mostly empty plane. Very sealed up uh, cockpit. That's you right. can't get in there. I'm alone. Coughing, coughing loudly and knocking at the door. They will not let you in. Won't feed me. Won't give me my free wine. Uh. <laughs> All right. That's it, folks. Uh, have a nice week. Bye. Bye. Bye.